everyone, Michael Unger here with another episode of Let's Innovate, a BC Science Fair Foundation podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. And this season, we're going back to talk to past participants in science fairs to get their perspective on their experience and find out where their passions lie. And today, I am super honored to be joined by Janice Pang. Hi, Janice. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Michael. Um excited to be here and talk to you about my past science fair experience. Well, that's exactly what we're going to get into. Currently, you're at the University of Toronto. You're a first-year PhD student in biomedical engineering. But before we get there, let's go back in time and talk about your science fair experience. You grew up in Coquitlam. Um, Tell us about what that was like. Yeah, so science fair was a huge part of my life. I did my first science fair project in grade 8, Uh, in 2012, and I fell in love with studying the immune system and macrophages, which is a type of white blood cell. Uh, I was fascinated about uh, exposing them to bacterial components back then as an eighth grader. I dabbled into more literature and then got connected with a mentor who was doing diabetes research at the time. And uh, I got really interested in studying the contribution of these white blood cells to inflammation and diabetes. And that snowballed into several science fair projects uh, between 2013 to 2016 uh, when I graduated high school. Uh, So I'm curious where you got into being interested with white blood cells and uh, the immune response system, eventually getting to diabetes. How does a high school student start to become interested in these things? Well, I was a curious individual in science class, I remember, and uh, we were, it it was in grade eight science class, we were starting to learn a new unit in the human body about the immune system, and at the time, there was actually a science fair club that was starting, um, started by two educators in, in, in the school, and I was interested in what the science fair club was all about. And I said, hey, I'm interested in these white blood cells that I heard about and and I was trying to read more about them. And I started formulating these questions and really it snowballed into a research proposal that became my first science fair project. And I got connected to a mentor who was able to help me, to guide me to what really goes into the scientific method and the foundations mm-hmm. that allowed me to do science fair projects for years. You learned about the the scientific method, obviously, in school, but was this your first real like application of it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, definitely. Like it, it was, it was an opportunity for me to go beyond what I was learning in school at the time and to really explore something that I didn't envision myself to stumble upon. Um, And it made science class more exciting and to be able to do it as an extracurricular, I think was Mm -hmm. a very valuable experience that ultimately changed the the trajectory of my career. So what was the experience like when you started to get involved in science fairs and you did a few of them back then. Uh, What was doing that, you know, of course, outside of school, uh, getting to travel, what was the science fair experience like for you? Inspirational and motivational. I think at the end of the day, I was very lucky enough to attend the three Canada-wide science fairs and one international science fair. And throughout it all, 
it was the experience of meeting like-minded individuals who was just excited and passionate about science and engineering and, and basically the whole spectrum of STEAM. And it opened my mind up, it opened my mind up into the possibilities that the possibilities of research and uh, what we can what we can accomplish even though we were just teenagers but that because we had this enthusiasm or this curiosity mm -hmm. to explore that we came up with some very interesting cool fresh ideas that uh, we were very lucky enough to be able to test out and be connected with graduate students or professors and laboratories across the country across the globe that um, gave us a chance to explore. And I think that is at the heart of it all to be able to, to explore this passion and also an opportunity to just learn and, and connect um, with other students. Yeah, well, tell us about some of these ideas that you had a chance to explore. Uh, you know, you got into diabetes. What were some of the research projects that you got involved in around that? One of the major focus I had was, or the overarching theme was uh, exploring inflammation and the contributions of these white blood cells in uh, inducing inflammation um, in diabetes because in diabetes, uh, type two diabetes uh, can be thought of as an inflammatory disease. And so I was really interested in understanding the development of type two diabetes and what we can potentially target in order to find a better therapeutic method um, to treat diabetes. And, and then I was very interested in the diagnostic side of things. So not just how we treat this disease, but also are there markers that we can potentially find or use um, to, to, to better diagnose for type for diabetes in general. And so I was looking into microRNAs, and the, so these small non-coding click acids, I became really interested in it because they're non-coding and they're pretty stable in serum at the time that I read. And I was like, oh, can this be a biomarker for this disease? Like, are there hallmarks of inflammation that we can understand through measuring the levels or like the change, potential changes of these uh, genes? Um, within this disease. And so that ultimately was more of the application side of things. So not just the pathology of diabetes that I explored, but trying to wanting to transition into diagnostics and application of science and how we can better diagnose for this disease so we can find better treatments for patients. So, of course, that obviously directly related to you going to UBC eventually uh, in um, biology and immunology. But now you're at the University of Toronto uh, in biomedical engineering. So uh, what are you hoping now to accomplish in your uh, next phase of your education? So, yeah, currently I'm doing my degree in biomedical engineering, which is a pivot from my background in undergrad. So in undergrad, I was in the integrated sciences program studying immunology and biochemistry, uh, a lot of basic sciences, and I was very interested in the applied side of, of the sciences. And so right now I'm trying to develop new uh, RNA therapeutics uh, for, and drug delivery systems that could potentially be able to better treat uh, 
inflammatory diseases and uh, just working a bit on the new technology side of things and, and learning you know what it means to be a, mole- a molecular engineer and, and to think of it a little differently uh, and approach um, scientific questions at a different angle and hopefully be able to develop drugs that could one day help patients. And, and so it's like a lot of the translational medicine side or the regenerative medicine side that I'm very interested in. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you know, Janice, it seems like, you know, from high, from elementary school to high school to university uh, to now where you are there at University of Toronto, that you've had a pretty, you know, straight path. It seems like very linear, but there's a lot more to you than just, you know, this science. And I find uh, some really wonderful things that you've also been involved in. You were a competitive curler when you were in high school and even competed in the uh, BC Junior Women's Provincial Curling Championships and the 2014 BC Winter Games. Tell us about uh, how curling uh, integrated in your life. Yeah, so curling was also a huge part of my life. Uh, During my teenage years, it was juggling science fairs and my competitive sports side of things. And I was very fortunate enough to be able to start curling um, at around 2012 at the same time I actually started exploring science. Um, Ultimately, I was very inspired by the 2010 Winter Olympic Games that were held in Vancouver, and I found curling to be fascinating, and I started curling um, around that time and and just fell in love with the sport and was very lucky enough to have teammates, um, talented teammates, uh, that allowed us to come together um, and represent Coquitlam in, in multiple provincial events and um, ultimately being able to meet other curlers around the area and, and, and curl. Yeah. Uh, here at the uh, BC Science Fair Foundation, we actually had a team building exercise where we went curling uh, and I actually went curling for the first time in my life. And it was a lot harder than it looks. Uh, I can say that for sure. Uh, what's something that that you love about curling and something that if you were to, to try to convince someone that curling is a fun sport that they should try, what would you say? Curling is a fun sport. Uh for sure like it's it's the thinking aspect of it and I love the physical aspect I I played second position so it was a lot of uh big weight takeouts or peels of the rocks and I I really enjoyed um the power aspect of the game and I think a lot of people don't really think about curling as a very physical sport but as the years have went on um the sport has evolved and it's no longer just going to the ice and, and practicing there. It's a lot of training in the gym and, and, and getting stronger. And it's, it's wonderful to see how the sport has evolved. And I think anyone that has watched the Olympics, I think, you know, seeing those games there and, and seeing the best of the best crawl, I think, is inspirational and you should go try it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely will go back again. I thought it was uh, really fun. Uh, Is curling still part of your life now? Currently it isn't as it's taken a backseat during university, but I hope to get back into it and try to uh, get back in a shape and, and hopefully maybe coming back to the sport and and just seeing where it can take me again. Um, I definitely, miss it tremendously and, and want to be back. 
Awesome. Uh, well, I hope that you do get back, and I hope that uh, I get back and uh, do a little better than I did last time. Uh, but I think we've reached the point of the podcast, Janice, where we get to some rapid-fire questions. You ready? Sure. All right, Janice. I'm curious where you get your best ideas from. Best ideas would just be... I think randomly browsing the internet, honestly, uh, or just going out for a walk and, and, and just being in a quiet place for me to just sit back and think. Um, that's where ideas usually happen. Um, really, I could get, I think ideas can come from the most, uh, it, it, could, it, it could come from corners of, of the world that you don't really usually think that science ideas would come from like you can get inspired maybe going to walk mm-hmm. in a park and and just uh think of a random idea and hopefully you have a notebook or a phone to jot ideas down or get inspired about physics uh when thinking about curling perhaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, next uh, question for you, Janice. Uh, what piece of media, a book, a movie, or a video game has had the most influence on you? Ooh, that's a that, that's a very interesting question. I think uh, I think recently in the last few years, I've read *The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks*. I think that was a really good book, yeah. a very fascinating book, and really allowed me to really contemplate about the ethics of what we do in biomedical research and really think critically about. Uh, what we need to consider when uh, we want to endeavor into a research project and the consequences that it could have um, to, to in society and and uh, with people. Yeah, no, I met um, Rebecca Sklut actually a few years ago at a science uh, communication um, workshop, and it was uh, really great. The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca Sklut. Uh, yeah, really great book. Uh, final question for you, Janice, uh, if you have any advice for people that are in science fairs this year, it's been a challenging year for anyone in school, uh, but what advice uh, do you have for anyone out there doing science fair? Keep going at it. Never lose your enthusiasm for science, for STEM, no matter how challenging it can get, um, because you never know where science first can take you. And if you keep trying, keep plowing through the obstacles, you'll you'll eventually get to somewhere in, and you will never regret the, the experiences that you can experience, whether or not that be your regional science fair, national science fairs, or international science fairs. Awesome. Great advice. Uh, Well, Janice, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of Let's Innovate. Thank you so much, Michael. All right. And thank you, listeners, for listening uh, to this episode. You can learn more about what we have going on on our website, sciencefairs.ca. We've got a fundraiser going on, Sweating for Science. I'm out there running. If you're in the Lower Mainland, you might see me around. But if you want to join a team, uh, you can sign up on the website, sciencefairs.ca. You can follow along on social media, uh, Youth Innovation Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on there too, Michael John Unger on Instagram, Michael J. Unger on Twitter. All right, folks. Until next time. Next time, let's innovate.